so I'm not going to lie. When I re-listened to our episode that we did with you guys, part of me cringed a little bit because I felt like I was so excited to share everything that I had learned and everything, like all of like everything. I was just so excited. I was like a kindergartner coming home on the first day of school, telling their mom everything that happened. Whereas like, now I feel like a third grader. I'm not quite into, <laughs> but now I'm like a third grader because I've had a chance to um, practice more what I had learned and what we had learned and to work on couples therapy and all of that stuff. And it just makes me feel a lot calmer. But when I listened to that episode, I was like, man, Chloe, you are so excited to just tell the world. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 156. We're Finn and Emma. And today we are talking with Chloe and Drew. Again. Part two. Again. Yes. So they were originally on in episode 89, which was a little while ago. So you might want to go listen to that one and then come back and listen to this. But it doesn't really matter. You can listen to them in any order. I think you'll be fine either way. Yeah. But we just wanted to say a huge thank you to them for coming on. Uh, part of the reason that, that we asked them to come back was, one, we've we've stayed in touch with them a little bit uh, the, over the last year or so. But also, we've gotten a decent amount of emails and people reaching out to us a little bit concerned about poor Drew. <laughs> yeah. So we Which, wanted- by the way, Drew is over a foot and a half taller than Chloe. So <laughs> it wasn't for his physical health. <laughs> no. So they explain this. We talk about this all in the show here. Yeah. So just stay tuned. The other thing I just wanted to mention to you is that they mentioned that they have met a lot of people through our show, both friendships and relationships. And I just want to say thank you for all of you for being awesome and networking and connecting. I think it just makes us feel really good when we hear that people have made connections through our show. Yeah. And so there's a few ways that they've done that. One is they probably went and checked out the show notes and they were able to reach out to certain people. People have reached out to them. So they talk a little bit about that, but also they plug the meet and greet, our virtual meet and greets pretty, pretty hardcore later. So we're not going to dive into that too much other than just telling you all the date of the next one is December 12th. Yes. And stay tuned for the end. We'll talk, more info. we'll talk more about that, but that's all on that. And again, just a huge thank you to Chloe and Drew for coming back and for being amazingly, incredibly open, open and vulnerable with us. Thank you so much. Yeah. And if you want to see the show notes for other people, please, or for all the shows, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the podcast tab. All right. So a couple of fun things we're doing for the holidays here. We're going to do some bonus episodes. Bonus episodes. But we need your help. We can't do them on our own because, well, we could, but we're not going to. (laughs) We're not going to. So the first one, we're going to put together a episode about bloopers. So if you have a blooper that you'd want to share around non-monogamy, it doesn't have to be sex specific, but something funny around non-monogamy, that would be awesome. Please send us a voicemail and we'll tell you how to do that in just a second. And the other one is for New Year's, we're going to do sort of a wrap up kind of like Let's feel good about 2020 because it's been a fucking piece of shit of a year. (laughs) So we want to hear from you. What is the best thing that happened to you in 2020? 
and or how are you going to absolutely crush 2021? Yes. So let's let's finish this year with some inspiration and positive news, positive vibes. They don't have to be non-monogamy specific or sex specific. By all means, they can be but they don't have to be. Right. So if you want to submit voicemails for either one of those, please, please do. We'd love to have you. Or both. Or both. Yeah. So you don't have to pick one. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the contact us button and there's a button there to leave us a voicemail. Now, just to note that it does not work with iPhones. So you'll need to use it on a computer. If you have an iPhone, sorry, we can't do anything about that. Um, But hopefully you'll still go on and send us a voicemail. So we look forward to hearing all of those amazing stories. Uh, Thank you in advance. Yes. A couple of other quick community things that we've got going on. Basically, these are some dates uh, for the upcoming Patreon community community events. And just a huge shout out and thank you to the Patreon members for supporting the show. You're all amazing, all 134 of you as of today. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Emma, when when do they need to know? So the next next women's group call is December 9th. The next men's group call is December 15th. And the next Q&A is December 16th. So yeah, a few weeks. We'll have all of those coming up. Um, before the holiday break. And really quick, we talk about this in the outro of the last couple of weeks, but on the men's and women's groups, uh, the binariness, we made that word up last week and we're yes. going to use it again. Uh, we understand we don't like it ourselves and we would, we're open to feedback and or uh, anybody who wants to lead a group, a discussion group for a community that is not men or women. Um, right. they, these groups are open to anybody who feels that they fit in there and would feel safe there. Uh, but we we also understand that it is very heteronormative and yeah. binary. Well, not even heteronormative because there's gay men and women in there. But anyway, right, right. Um, or bi men and women. So anyway, point is, we understand the labels are terrible, but we're trying to find a, the best way to create a safe space and we welcome feedback. So if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear it. If you want to sign up or get more information, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And this time, click on the Patreon button. One final thing, for real, yes, <laughs> is uh, we just want to talk a little bit about meeting people in the times of COVID. So we've talked to a lot of people over the last eight months or 800 years, whatever. <laughs> However long it's been. It feels like. Um, and there are a lot of people out there who are still finding ways to safely meet up with other people. And we just wanted to maybe touch on that quickly. Um, for anybody who's, you know, maybe just getting into this and is, you know, trying to figure that out. So a couple of things that we've heard people doing for one, doing virtual dates. That's a a really great way to do it. Uh, Get to know somebody over Zoom or Skype or whatever your preferred platform. There's games you can play. Yeah, definitely. We've also talked to people who go to a park and go to for a walk together and just like stay six feet apart and talk and that while wearing their masks. While wearing masks, yes. So there, I mean, there's countless ways. One thing that we would just really, really urge you not to do, uh, just because your local town or local whatever has a club, I just it, it's hard for us to to see that as a safe option. And I know this might be polarizing, but like the more we can stay out of crowded spaces right now, the faster this is going to get over, and the faster we can all go back to the clubs and all have a great time. So, And if you do have a local club and you want to support them, we'd encourage you to reach out to them directly and see if there's a way you can buy a gift card or something to keep to help them out right now and keep them the doors open yeah. while well, we're not all going and meeting in person. Yeah, that's a perfect point. And also, if you do know your local club owner, have them reach out to us. 
us. Uh, we'd love to have them on the show. We'll hear their story. We'll promote their club. We'll do whatever we can to help keep these businesses open. Yeah. Short of putting people's lives at risk. Right. Because we just we want this shit to fucking end. <laughs> exactly. So be safe out there. Take care of each other. And uh, thank you for listening. And enjoy Chloe and Drew. Yeah, let's go talk to them. All righty. Well. Welcome back. Part two to Chloe and Drew's story. Yeah. We're, we're really excited to have you two back. We, uh, we actually had lunch, brunch, I guess, with you guys back at the beginning of the year pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah. Pre-COVID, back in the before times. And uh, we, yeah, we wanted to get you back on the show because obviously you have an amazing story and you're amazing people. But we did get some some fan mail that was of the concerned variety uh, for for Drew's health that they thought maybe he was like locked in a cage in the corner and wasn't allowed to eat most days. So just to be clear, <laughs> Chloe and Drew were on episode 89, if you missed that, and th- which was recorded, I guess, in August of 2019. So it's been just over a year yep. since we did that. Anyway, we'll stop talking. We, we wanted to bring you back because we wanted to talk a little more about your dynamic here, where you're at today. Let the world know that Chloe and Drew are happy and are still together. And if you don't mind introducing yourselves, reintroducing yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's only uh, customary that I go first, right? Just to make sure <laughs> He's alive. I'm alive for, for now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I'm Drew and, and this is Chloe. And, and yeah, right. I mean, getting getting some feedback on the controversial episode. I think we were we're really looking forward to this uh, the second episode for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, do you mind taking us, if you could do like a high, high level overview of how you got to where you were at the end of the first episode, and then we can maybe kind of take it from there and talk about everything that's been going on since then and, and dive into some of the the nuances of, of your dynamic and, and the growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in, in the quick, short version, we went through a really hard transition um, into parenthood. Um, this kind of led into some questions and um, some, you know, depression, right? I think, and on my part, and um, infidelity. infidelity, I think, in some ways, um, emotionally, especially, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, some conflict that led to some really great conversation more than anything. And, and um, we had an opportunity to, um, recommit to each other in, in a lot of ways. And, um, not long thereafter, um, we started exploring their lifestyle and, um, it was, uh, I think bumps and bruises. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Right. Bumps and bruises. Um, I think just a part of the learning curve. Right. And I think that's something that every LS couple goes through, you know, and, and, does this work for us? Does this not work for us? What are our boundaries? What are our things that we're okay with. And, um, I think that we kind of had a rocky start, uh, I think is, <laughs> is a really good way to put it. Um, but can, that can you just remind, mean, sorry, can you just remind people too, like how long you've been together and. Oh yeah. Uh, well, if I can remember, um, no, we, we've been together over 12 years, um, married coming up on nine, nine here. in a couple weeks. Yeah. In a couple weeks we'll, we'll be married nine years already somehow. So, um, it's not like we're, you know, diving in, you know, head first or whatever. And again, right. It was a long conversation and we talked about it. We had a lot of Rocky bumps, which 
probably led to a lot of the content in, in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> one, um, one thing I was wondering if you could maybe touch on, because you 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 kind of said it quick that that there was an an infidelity was part of your yeah. sort of initiation into this and. And maybe, like, we don't want to go and recap the entire first episode, but that might be an important foundation to set um, to set the stage for the rest. And, and you don't have to dive into it, like, the, all the details, but maybe just sort of an overview of what kind of can, went down. Yeah. So um, for a short recap, um, at the highest level, um, our daughter died, our oldest daughter died, and um, we grew apart. For a little while and um I had an emotional affair and uh when I realized that I had uh, that I was in love with two people um I brought it to Drew and we um talked about it and had a lot of conversations surrounding it and that started our adventure into healing our relationship and going through individual therapy and then couple babies later and healed relationships, we actually had the conversation about infidelity uh, or not infidelity. We actually had the conversation about, um, non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy for, um, two years before we went into it. And then, um, in the first bumps and bruises of our ethical non-monogamy, um, journey, I had a partner that I was not ready to part with. Andrew wanted me to, it didn't go as planned. And I, um, had interactions with this partner, um, or as Jada Pinkett Smith says, an entanglement with this partner. <laughs> and, um, and we had a lot of soul searching to do. And that's kind of where, um, we left off in the last episode, I think is, um, us healing from that and exploring again. Yeah. Well, th thank you for sharing that, and and truly thank you for coming back on. Because, first of all, it's 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 a delight to talk with you too, always. Um, mm -hmm. And and I think your story is a really powerful one, and and getting more of it out there is important. So thank you again. Yes, we we're so and excited. You're just to making talk me again. all blush. Like. <laughs> it's just the reflection off Drew's shirt. Don't yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But just to echo what he said, yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And yeah, we're just really excited to chat a little more. Yeah. So so where are you? Maybe where did things go after we hung up last time? Yeah, it's a great question. And and one of the things that I would mention uh to preface is, you know, the the entry into the lifestyle or into non-monogamy isn't I don't think is an easy one. And and maybe it's just me, but I I guess I haven't heard um many stories that are super easy. Oh, Sean and Jess had a good one. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, anyway, there are some lucky few, right? And bless their hearts. Um, but you know, some, some come with a lot of conflict and it's a lot of discovery. Right. And I think that that, um, is a good portion of our first episode was we had a lot of discovery to do and it was kind of harsh where we left off. However, was, um, us growing together, right. And being, um, the, the strong committed, um, couple that we are right. And, you know, now things are in, in some ways better than ever. Right. Unfortunately, COVID kind of puts a damper yeah, on a lot of things, <laughs> you know, kind of the whole six feet apart thing doesn't work. We're not practicing that with each other. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I think you're allowed, you're in each other's bubbles. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, if 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 you got, if you caught something, Chloe, I I probably have it. Um, <laughs> if not the one who gave it to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I said, we're 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 in a really great place. You know, a lot of um, really cool life obstacles um, have taken place since. Right, we we bought a house and we the, our children started school and. And all those good kinds of things, like I said, COVID kind of takes a, a hamper on the lifestyle, but, you know, we still see um, a regular couples counselor yeah. just for maintenance issues, so if I, you will. I don't think that that was last time we were on, we didn't, we didn't have, we hadn't started seeing our couples therapist yet. Really? Yeah, no, we hadn't. Um, and um, so we decided we had done a lot of therapy on ourselves. So we chose a couples therapist to help us kind of work through some more issues. And she special, specializes in non-monogamy and sex therapy and um, all these different things. So we have seen her for a year plus now. And um, she is amazing. As Drew says all the time, he's like, she is worth her weight in gold. But um, she is such an amazing translator. And mm. we did so much good work in individual therapy. And when we came to couples therapy, like, so I'm not going to lie. When I re-listened to our episode that we did with you guys, part of me cringed a little bit because I felt like I was so excited to share everything that I had learned and everything, like all of like everything. I was just so excited. I was like a kindergartner coming home on the first day of school, telling their mom everything that happened. Whereas like, now I feel like a third grader. I'm not quite into, <laughs> but now I'm like a third grader because I've had a chance to um, practice more what I had learned and what we had learned and to work on couples therapy and all of that stuff. And it just makes me feel a lot calmer. But when I listened to that episode, I was like, man, Chloe, you are so excited to just tell the world everything you learned in therapy. And like, oh, go girl. And like another thing too, I'll give my quick, my quick shout out to Sean and Jess. So um, in the first episode, I had made a comment about um, a quad you guys had had, Sean and Jess, Kate and Ken. And Sean reached out to me and he expressed how much it bothered me. And I have a- Oh yeah. Yeah. Bothered him. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, I have a, a weird sense of humor, like super weird sense of humor. And it was so badly timed. Of course I would never take any pain, like pleasure in anyone's pain, but Sean and Jess and Drew and I became amazing friends over that. And, um, it, so yeah, I, I publicly, I tell them I'm going to um, tell people our meet cute is that, um, Hey, remember that one time Chloe was a dumb hoe and everyone's like, which time? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's my little shout out as Jess says to them, yeah. but it was, it was really, um, just, I think a great opportunity. Right. And, uh, and a good kind of realization, you know, again, some of the things that are said over a podcast, over a podcast are, again, kind of one-sided and it's, it's very much so a speaker versus an audience. Right. And, um, and some of the things said in the moment might not be entirely applicable in some ways. (laughs) Right. And, and especially in this particular situation. Right. So when Sean reached out, um, it was, I mean, kind of, you know, it kind of hit Chloe in the feels like, I'm so sorry. I didn't really mean it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't, (laughs) yeah, I, I did. It was, 
it was kind of a backpedal, right? And and to touch on to retouch on the the particular comment because it wasn't anything, you know, horrifying in any way. It was it was just that um, you know that they had found a poly couple and that they were having to separate from them. For they a were while. having to separate, and 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 again, Sean reached out to us and said, "Hey, kind of." Hurt us a little a bit, it touched a nerve, and we're like, okay, I'm I'm really sorry, I wasn't about that. Oh. And we got to into conversations, and now we we text all. I mean, almost like twice, every, three times a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, but that's another thing too. Your guys's podcast, we've reached out to several of the couples that we've just loved talking to, mm. and I can't thank you guys enough for putting this on, not for just teaching purposes, but for um, that community, like. You guys do your virtual meet and greets, you do this podcast and you allow other couples to reach out to other people or singles or whatever. And, um, and it's just so cool to be able to touch base with these people who, you know, you hear their story and you feel connected to them. And, um, it's really allowed for some amazing friends. Absolutely. And there's not to entirely hog the entire session. (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're ramblers a little bit, but Again, like you know, hey, you it makes a, our job easier. Ep- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear an episode and you connect, right, in some way, shape, or form. And and again, it's the lifestyle is in some ways a community. And so you reach out and say, hey, I I connected with this episode a lot. Can you, can we share some of our similarities? Can we go through some of our experiences together? And and all of a sudden, you know, you've made a connection. And and I think that um, especially through this podcast, we've we've gained a few for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for the amazing compliment. Yeah. So that's amazing to hear. And we really appreciate the kind words and it's just, it's one, yeah, it just makes me happy to hear that people are connecting over the show. That's our, that was our hope all along. Yeah. Well, so. I know. I know. (laughs) Virtual hugs, right? Right? Virtual hugs. They're just like the real life hugs these days. You just put your arms out and make the hugging motion. We'll just like wave at each other a little yep. bit. Yep. <laughs> right. So, so Chloe, you said that previous episode, you were just super excited to get everything out there. And now you've had time to really. I'm a third grader. You're a third grader, right? So you're, you've had time to practice. And I would assume both of you, it's, it's not, you're not alone in that, that the two of you have both grown and put put a lot of these things you've learned into practice and maybe would each of you be willing to talk about what what you feel that personally you have done and improved on and then what you think the other one has improved on um again so one to start bless her heart chloe is very outgoing right and so the differentiation i think between the 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 first episode and the second episode is a much more chill vibe and that's the worst, most millennial way to say that. Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, it's the, the excitement and we're going to do this podcast and it's really cool. And we've got so much to share. And Fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> um, coupled with, again, the the outgoing, very um, type A personality that, that uh, can't handle the silence, right? Much to its opposite in myself, I'm much more quiet and reserved and, and soft-spoken. And so I think that, um, in a lot of ways, in some ways that we've grown, um, especially in preparation for this particular episode is, you know, 
find your voice and um, be a little bit more expressive of who you are um, for each of us, right? And that means, you know, not rambling nonsense for Chloe and, you know, <laughs> any, any type of words at all would be great particular for, for Drew. Drew. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you know, and, and like I said, we've, um, you know, we've taken on some couples counseling that we continue to do. Um, we've absolutely come up with or, or confronted some issues, particularly from COVID, right? I mean, now all of a sudden we're constantly spending time with each other. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a freaking peach. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but it's, it's an adjustment, right? And, and um, again, things that we just adjust to, right? And I think that that's the, the moral of the story overall is um, adjusting and adapting and being willing to communicate and, and talk with your partner and, and go over what your struggles are and what your conflicts are and, and perhaps trying to understand, not perhaps trying to understand what their side of the coin is. Right. <laughs> and yeah. not just making assumptions and, and being a, as much a good listener as, um, as you are a uh, speaker or communicator. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, spot on and, and exactly. I appreciate you sharing that all. And I, I, before you, before you go, Chloe, I just wanted to say that like, you know, I mentioned earlier that when we were, we were driving through your city and we reached out and said, Hey, we're going to be in town. Do you guys want to grab brunch? Right. And we sat down and, and I think what comes, what, what comes through on a podcast is right. One person's talking or they're not. And you are a very excitable person. There's no no denying that to Chloe, to <laughs> Chloe, right? And and like you said, Drew, you're a very quiet, reserved person. And so, like I will say, when we had brunch, we we largely listened to Chloe talk to us and with us. And Drew basically sat there and listened, and was he was obviously part of the conversation. But what's really hard to do is convey that over a podcast because you either hear somebody talking or you don't. And so, I think you know you got. It's, a it's little, hard to show the engagement yeah. in a conversation that may not be verbal, right? And, <laughs> and so I just wanted to say that, like, I think there were obviously, there were definitely reasons, I think valid reasons that people would have reached out with concern, but there was also some that were just the limitations of the media that we're working with. And so, yeah, I think, sorry to go on a little rant about that, but we do appreciate your enthusiasm and excitement, Chloe. It is infectious. <laughs> no, and what I will say, though, about Drew is... um He's always been like a man of fewer words. And, um, until you get to know his heart, you, you don't see the chitter chatter box because when it's just me and him, he like, I have to tell him to shut up sometimes because he talks so much. And I know that's hard to believe, but you can contest it. <laughs> like you're a little shitty Kathy. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he is, when you get to know his heart, he's very open. And, um, with me, like he said, greatly, I, um, I feel silence. I am that person. And, um, so a lot of times with Drew, if you don't hear him speaking, that's because he agrees. If he does speak, it's either because he disagrees or he's just feeling the need to speak about like something or express a different a viewpoint too. Right. And, and I think that something, something to mention, right. And we've already talked about some of the communication and the outreach, right. From the podcast and, and some of the couples that have reached out to us and, and we've reached out to 
um, some others as well is if you, you know, have some questions or if you do feel a connection from the podcast in some ways, you know, I would hope that you'd reach out, you know, and, and, you know, I've got just as much a story as Chloe does and just as much as the next, you know, interview, just as much as the, the one after that. And so, you know, happy to always answer any questions and, um, lay to rest <laughs> no. in, a, in a lot of ways something that we've you know triple tripled down on by now is yeah yeah no really i keep him in a cage <laughs> <laughs> but he's in, but he's into it so it's yeah. fine i just i just want to plug here that um we do have contact information for those guests that want to share it on our webpage on our webpage on our website under the show notes yeah. so you can go to each episode and find contact information there yeah. So Chloe, what, what do you feel has been your biggest growth and what do you think has been Drew's? So I'm going to start with what I think has been Drew's and that is very much, um, learning how to hear and speak in different lights. And I know that's kind of confusing, so I'll I'll elaborate because (laughs) why not? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, he, has always been so much in his head. And when we, you know, when he was doing that individual work in therapy, which was amazing for him, um, he was allowed to stay in his head. And, um, you know, I think that's a lot of, you know, what you heard in the last, last podcast is Drew's, Drew's a very quiet person most of the time. Um, but through couples therapy, he learned more about how to express the views in his head and kind of helped me to understand and kind of be more expressive towards other people and know that, um, it's okay to like, just say things and not have to have super deep meaning or be, you know, whatever. It's okay to say like, hi, I like blue and (laughs) be okay with that. And instead of having like to have some profound meeting to something. So it helped our communication a lot in terms of um, hearing how his mind works a little bit better. I mean, after 12 plus years, you, you learn that, but um, getting to see how he chooses to communicate it to me and others is a really cool thing that we've explored. And then um, I think my biggest growth is, um, to just hold up for a second and to look at what you want instead of feeling obligated. Sometimes when you're so excited by the lifestyle, like I feel like, you know, I, and when I listened to myself a year ago, I feel like I was much more like, ah, guys, look at what I learned. Um, but I, Drew and I have, uh, we have turned down three dates in the past two weeks ish. Yeah. Three weeks, maybe. I don't know. Two, three weeks. And, um, and it was because of me and that's like that normally I was like the one, like, do you want to do this? Like, this is fun. And I, he was like, yeah, let's like, I'm okay with it. If you want to do it, I don't care. Like. And I was like, you know, I believe that like following my heart, I'm more interested in polyamory. And I I think that like a version of polyamory, I don't know if like 
you know, having a significant other or others or whatever, as much as the polyamorous life of very good friends with lots and lots of fun benefits. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, um, but I was able to like take a pause and express that to him and talk to him about it. And he was then able to say, you know, let me think about that. And he thought about it and came back and he was like, I'm on the same page. I feel like sometimes swinging and just like hooking up with people and not having a really amazing connection with them doesn't really do much for me. And we're in this to really get to know amazing people and love people and be able to express ourselves and find joy in things. And, um, I agree with you. This is something that we don't need to do. So why are we feeling obligated? And like, just to have that conversation and explore that, not, I mean, it's been COVID. We haven't hooked up with another, any people in like 10 months. And, but the thing about it is, is when those opportunities came along, we didn't see them as necessities. And I personally didn't see them as I need to get this out of my system. It became when we do decide to hook up with another person or couple or individuals or whatever that, um, We want it to be because we really appreciate them as a human being and we enjoy their company so much and that we don't need to have sex with them because we need to get this done. Like this is something I'm restless about and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so I think for me, the biggest growth was, um, being able to take a beat and to listen to myself, my heart, and then being willing to say like, no, thank you. I'm okay with this. This is where I'm at personally. And just accepting that. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is where Drew's nodding silently. Right. And you guys can't, you can't hear that, right? And so. <laughs> Nonverbal agreement. <laughs> and asterisk. And, yeah. And the narrator's Drew agrees. Yeah. Yeah. We need subtitles. We need not agree. So like, I just hear like Morgan Freeman right there. <laughs> so, so last, last summer, fall, when we, you know, when we, stopped recording and you too had said you were starting to move into that exploring with other couples or exploring swinging more while you're aligned right um uh-oh what <laughs> it was oh, all right you guys know how you always ask for bloopers you had one yeah, we had a few okay well we'll okay. get there we'll get there <laughs> okay, yeah. Patience. So, Patience. so so what i wanted to understand was the revelation that you came to in the last two weeks of, uh, you know, I think we want to do more of a sort of poly swinger blend, whatever you want to call it, right? Who, right? who cares what the label is? You explained exactly what you want, so we understand it. What what happened between August and, let's call it, last week that sort of drove that change? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and again, it's it's going to become a broken record, unfortunately, between our two episodes is communication, right? And, <laughs> and it's therapy, uh, communication, just cornerstones, connecting, really. <laughs> compassion. <laughs> um, you know, again, right. As one, we were, you know, relatively new to um, our new city. You know, we had broadened our horizons, moved from a, a very small town into 
a relatively large town. Yeah. Um, And so, um, again, we had more opportunity, if you will, right? And again, speaking just a, a bit to Chloe's emphasis was, you know, when we were back where we were, um, if an opportunity came around, we're excited. We're excited because <laughs> it it was an opportunity, right? And and if you know we you know you want to take it, you don't maybe, but it was you kind of you get what you can, if you will, in in the worst ways. And and every opportunity that we had was great in, in a lot of ways. Um, but you maybe push things that you maybe look back and like, oh, Thank that you. maybe shouldn't right. have pushed that there. And and yeah. I just want to. I just want to pile on and say this is a, a recurring theme in just about, I won't say everybody, but just a about everybody that when you're first getting started, and I've said this many times that yeah, it's, you, talked about you it and lot. your partner kind of, whether you're saying it verbally or not, you're thinking, this can't be real. Are we really doing this? No one's going to like us. And then somebody does and you're like, well, we just, this is never going to happen again. This you're is like, here's my vagina. Yeah, yeah, this is this is literally my only chance to ever experience this. So I just have to make it work regardless of if I'm on board, my partner's on board, whatever's happening, you kind of like power through. We did that mm-hmm. a few times when we were oh yeah. When Way we too were patient. Brand new because we're like, well, we just gotta this is what it's supposed to be like, or we're yeah. supposed to like work through this or whatever. And so you're not alone in that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that makes me feel good to know that. Because <laughs> uh, Honestly, it was so foreign to us being from a conservative place where there wasn't much for lifestyle of anything. And it was so quiet um, and covered up and hidden. And, and it made me feel like when we lived there that I, because I felt like the lifestyle was something that was such a huge part of who I was that, um, it made me feel hidden as a person and not seen as a person. And so when we came to Denver and it literally became, Hey, there's 3.5 million people here. And, um, no one, no one is going to bat an eye, be yourself, let your freak flag fly. We, we literally like we're ecstatic at that. And it came with its own growing experiences. You know, when we started at the lifestyle in um, back where we're from in, in our state, um, it was hard. And like Drew said, like um, slim pickings. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, in Denver, there's obviously a lot more. But what there is also a lot more of is room to be who you are. And um, since then, we've come out to almost our entire families most of our friends like and I, and I think more than anything is it's it's just time I know I know that like that's kind of the worst yeah. possible answer <laughs> but, but what has happened between then and now well the 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 obvious answer and the the best answer in some ways is time right is we've had a chance to kind of acclimate to the the culture and the environment and the the freedom if you will right of the anonymity of we're just one of or two of uh, you know, three million plus people, and and you know, back where we where we were from, that was absolutely not the case. Everybody knows everybody, and, and everything, everything about, about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, again, it's it's I think time, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways, and and again, positive progression toward growth and um, re validating our commitment to each other in a lot of ways, in, in a lot of ways. 
many times yeah. and in different ways. So uh, like I said, t- time, I think is the, the simple and somewhat ironic answer. I, I love that answer, but I also think you have to give yourself a little more credit because you have also been doing work. Like just seeing the couples counselor and working through all of this stuff and just and anything that comes up, that's work. And you it's yes, time. I agree with you hundred percent, but give yourself a little more credit too. <laughs> yeah. Emma's like, I'm gonna pistol whip you, bitch. <laughs> feel what I feel. <laughs> do you think that just out of curiosity, do you do you think that being forced back into monogamy via COVID has provided you that breathing room to take that time where maybe you wouldn't have been able to step back and say, well, you said it was time, but you were almost forced to take that time. I would offer that in some ways COVID was horrifying for us. Um, (laughs) and, And I think that the reason being is, you know, being stuck, if you will, right in one place and not having the opportunity to be expressive and not even being able to go out with your normal friends, right? Is let's, let's step outside of the spectrum of lifestyle stuff is there's a whole another social aspect of normal friends and family and, and other, you know, social interaction. Um, and with, you know, our, our, our children as well, you know, they were relatively limited about being, with us. And, and overall, I think that, um, we had a tough time communicating for a little bit about, you know, Hey, it's date night. Cool. Now we actually have time to vent and yell at each other. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was kind of where things went, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that I would blame that on COVID quite a bit. Um, however, um, it has also given us a, a lot of opportunity to, again, talk and grow. And, and after t- talking with the counselor, date nights are back to um, enjoyable, which is kind of nice. Um, so to answer the question that Drew kind of passed over, um, so uh, <laughs> monogamy and COVID, um, truthfully, it wasn't too big of an adjustment for us because we we're already starting on that path. But I think last October was when we started seeing our couples therapist and we already started on the path of like listening to what you want and being more aware of it. And so at that point, again, like I started to have the realization, like I am polyamorous in certain types of ways. And, um, it, it had already started to blossom by that point in me. And with Drew, he was like, okay, I am understanding that. I'm not quite sure what that means yet. And I'm, I'm wanting to learn more about that part of you, but he was still very much in the, um, like I'm taken up with work and blah, blah, blah. And I am, you know, I'll do a swinging event here and there, but that's all I really want. And then over time he was like, I, I want a connection. And he started actually seeing this girl for a little while. And like, it's funny because after they stopped seeing each other, um, her and I met and we became BFFs in like one night. Um, <laughs> Drew was sitting there and he's like, how is it that like, it took me forever to ask you out and you become BFFs with my wife. And like one evening, by the end of the night, we were sharing a bathroom stall. Like, <laughs> and um, it drew kind of found that he was, 
more leaning towards polyamory too in his own way. But in one of the episodes, I forget which one it was, you guys talked about polyamorous relationships and the definition of just being multiple loves. And um, it doesn't really specify which ways those multiple loves have to be or fit into what box or whatever. And Drew found that his version of polyamory is a little different than mine. And working on that was a really good time for us to do that when there was no other partners in the picture. And, um, you know, we've had opportunities through COVID to see other people. And truthfully, we haven't had very many of um, partners that have made us be like, we really are interested in seeing if we can build something here and want to develop this. We've made tons of friends in the lifestyle and um, not poly like friends kind of deal. Um, but we've been able to figure out through the monogamous period without any external pressure, what we're both looking for in the lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that, it has also given us, you know, as, as we kind of decided, you know, Hey, let's, let's go explore, let's go learn, let's go and do. And we did, we had that kind of time to grow. And again, some of the bloopers that I'm sure are coming up at some point, um, you know, but then you but guys then we, divulged that they were there. We I didn't know. even know. So that's, <laughs> on, that's, on, that's on you. It's all Chloe's fault. If I'm to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, but yes. And then the, and then the wall hit right in COVID the COVID wall hit. And, and I think that also gave us a time to reflect. And I think that that's also super important, you know, mm-hmm. and again, kind of our exploration of wanting something a little bit more than an opportunity in a partner, right? We don't and, want fuck buddies. Right. And, and, you know, going through past experiences and reflecting on those, not only from that kind of particular wild period, but also I think even more so um, going back to some of the, the origin stories I yeah. think in some ways, yeah. you know, and um, you know, Chloe had a partner that meant quite a bit, you know, at, at one point. And, you know, I had someone that I, was pretty into as well, you know, and that was, those were both new experiences and we've had an opportunity to explore have individual and separate, like, or have separate and like couples and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, Drew and I are most of the time, um, I know that everyone assumes with lifestyle stuff, you're like, nah, monogamous to the D, like, orgies every fucking weekend. Like, <laughs> that's not normally the case, unless you are, like, super bala. Like, and in that case, like, <laughs> hook, for you. hook me up. But normal people have lives. Normal people have lives. I mean, we have kids. We have work. We have whatever. And so, I mean, without even trying to be, we're not monogamous a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And we have these um wants and needs of non-monogamy that they don't take up our work day they don't take up our attention from our kids they don't x y and z but they are things that we like to do you know together and to have um as individuals and stuff too and some i would say you know well with covid we're like a hundred percent monogamous but i mean even you know until we find a poly couple persons whatever i foresee us probably being about 80 percent. i know like that's my type a personality coming out trying to quantify excel spreadsheet this shit but like uh i would say it's 80 percent monogamous and 20 percent like 
let's go clean the pipes. And (laughs) but I mean, if we find like a poly couple or poly persons or whatever, I would love, there's nothing that would make me like smile, like seeing when Drew's um, girl that he was seeing was sick and he brought her soup and went over and cuddled with her and everything. I was so fucking proud of the man that I married because this girl was sick and he took the time and the energy and the love to just make her feel like she wasn't alone. And to have somebody who would show that same level of love to him would make my heart just so happy to have another person like that, like love him in that way. And I would just be like, come, let me love you with open arms. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. That's kind of where we're at. I suppose. (laughs) In a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. In I was going to say. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, in a half hour nutshell. Yeah, in a half hour <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> well, I I don't want to take advantage of your bloopers, but wait some, before we get into that, well, I have another question. Okay, what but I was going to. My assumption was that there was some learning moments from the bloopers, so that they wouldn't just be purely riotous but okay we can do that first i'll ask my my question we'll just keep the anticipation building for the (laughs) bloopers you go you go (laughs) so much pressure i know you these better be good bloopers um (laughs) (laughs) it's shitty i don't want to tell it anymore (laughs) (laughs) we uh you had mentioned though as we were talking that you have come out to family and friends and i was curious if you could just touch on that a minute like how has that gone because for so many people including us like we've we've had experiences telling people too and it can be scary so yes i'm gonna take this one if you don't mind as long as i can preface and when i when i preface i say yes it is difficult right and it's it's something that has a lot of weight and it is something that when you feel right about doing going for it unfortunately is just kind of the best advice you can give right is get it out there because it's you just got to right and it's a part of you that needs to to. get out well right but i mean it's it's part of you you want to explore and you want to share and when you get to that point go for it because it's it's a part of who you are in a lot of ways right um, so there's your little preface. Here it comes. So um, we've been out to Drew's um, mom and sister for a long time. And I think last time we touched on um, my sister. No, we didn't. Um, when my sister accidentally found out because I sent her a message that was not intended for her. And I said, don't, don't read that. And she of course did. Um, but it didn't go over well. I mean, my sister and my family are very traditional in a lot of ways and conservative and very religious and whatnot. And it was hard. Um, it didn't, it didn't go over well with her, especially. And my sister is one of my best friends. And so it, it sucked. It sucked when we were working through all this and when we were trying to do that and we had a long conversation about it and she was very stuck on, she was like, well, I'm team uh, Drew. I'm team Drew. And I was like, well, there are no teams. Um, that's, that's not how this works. We're both team each other. So there's no teams. And um, she came around, she came around eventually. And she said, I don't agree with it, but I love you. And um I'm just 
okay, do your thing. And um, she actually met one of my partners and reemphasized to me that she likes Drew better. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, and then, you know, my parents, how that actually came about, that's a whole long story. But my father and I were fighting about something and he had made a comment that really hurt me. And I said, well, tell me what you don't like about me. Is it this, this, this? And I said, is it that I have an open marriage? And he goes, I knew it. (laughs) And and I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah. And I go, so is it that? And he goes, "Uh, Chloe, I can't promote what you do. And I said, well, dad, I'm not asking you to walk around with the sign. (laughs) And he said, okay, um, I couldn't do it. It's not for me, but I love you. And I accept you as you are. And it was like, okay. And so my whole family now knows besides like my grandma, I think, (laughs) but, uh, and Drew's family, all of his cousins know, and, um, you know, his family in the area, his aunts and stuff. I don't think your grandparents know either, (laughs) but, um, but we did. So we decided at some point, not because we felt forced to, or like the overexcitement of just wanting to share. But when we realized that we are in fact, people who believe that being open and whatnot is something that like is natural to us we don't want to hide anymore. And like I said, when, when I was back where we're from, I felt like I wasn't seen and it, that was hard for me. And so here it became a, I want to show me and work on me and figure out what this, what this whole Chloe mess of a thing is and see how it goes. And same thing with Drew. And, and it just like, it just kind of flowed naturally. And it's funny when Drew's aunt, found out about it. Her partner had talked to me and I had a whole bunch of questions. She was like, I'm a teacher. And she was like, I want to learn this stuff for my students so I can share with my students and whatnot. And I was like, Oh girl, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, everybody in our family, like besides, well, everyone in Drew's family has been great. Um, everyone in my family had an adjustment period and, um, they actually have now again become amazing parts of our lives and it, it it was just like anything it's a growing process and there was a lot of pain involved in the the coming out of the closet as open and but ultimately it makes it so worth it to be able to to talk to them and say like you know, I love this person or I'm feeling this way or Drew and I did this or we're thinking about doing this and not have to figure out. Cause you know, when you're in the lifestyle and you want to do things, there's certain stories you can't tell without divulging that part of your life. And it makes you be like, well, fuck McNuggets. What are we doing now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and again, right. Is, you know, even, even something, you know, that is, relatively low impact, if you will, right, is, hey, we jumped on a, on a, on a meet and greet this last weekend. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, right? It was like, we got to talk with a lot of like-minded individuals. We Hashtag got to meet new people. I'm on Finn's pot or meet and greet. <laughs> Check it out once a month. It's actually a really good time. You get to meet a lot of really cool people. Why did you say actually in there? Because <laughs> he was, hey, he was, hey, hey we, we, he's a believer now. That's all we care about. 
No, and again, right, is it's just kind of sharing those kind of fun details is, hey, we got a chance to go and, and talk with a lot of really cool people. And we don't have to explain that anymore. And we don't have to try and wordsmith around that. Hey, we jumped on. A meet and greet. And they're like, for a what? A meet and greet. Oh, well. People who live in Denver. They're <laughs> not really from Denver at all. <laughs> yeah. They're not really from Denver at all, actually. There's from around the area. Oh, cool. What are your, you know, similar interests that brought you to this point? Um, genitals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's definitely freeing to, to not have to like try to corroborate stories and figure out exactly what we're going to tell everybody and then remember what you told everybody. We totally, totally get it. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's something that you guys, again, as you said, know better than so many people. And that's because, you know, you reach out and, and you reach, right. Your reach hits so many people you know, for, for your average Joes like us is it's cool to talk with other like-minded people yeah. and, to kind of, girl. <laughs> and to, to plug in right to the community and, and talk with people from Chicago and Boston and out in Washington. And all of these really cool people are all over the place. And that's so cool. And well, again, to meet, to meet and talk with some of them were, was I think a really great experience. And that's actually what Drew said to me not too long ago. Um, is too, he was like, you know, I know we've been in the lifestyle a few years now, but I would really like to be a part of the community and go Mm. to Scarlet Ranch and go to all these different things and, and whatnot. And, um, then just so happens that Emma and Finn had a meet and greet that we got invited to and we joined, you know, that too. And it was so cool because, And at one point we had to hop off for 10 minutes to put our kids to bed. And the best part about it is when we got into the next group, the breakout group for the discussion, um, another couple, like she was like, Hey, so-and-so my partner had to run and get our daughter. She was doing this or whatever. And it was like real life. This is people like, these are people and they're so cool and they're just like you don't have to be like this like sexy wearing nude lingerie that doesn't make sense wearing lingerie (laughs) (laughs) and just like hey here's this you can be like you know what guys like I have to get my kid I have to put my kids to bed and I'm exhausted because my children are demons and you know Sean said it perfectly one time so we were so we were talking to (laughs) and um, we had, uh, Drew had said at one point, he was like, oh yeah, we're having a sex dry spell. It's been like four days, which for mm-hmm. us is a sex dry spell. And, um, and Sean just said, Hey, that's life. It happens. Like that's, you know, this is what friends are for, like to talk through these things to whatever, but we can have those conversations with our lifestyle friends where if I text my vanilla friends, oh my God, it's been four days. They're like, bitch, I haven't slept with my husband in a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it, it just, it brings, it brings about a lot of perspective. Right. And, and again, um, a welcoming reality <laughs> check, if you will, right. That these, we're all normal it's people. Life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's our life. Well, thank you for the unsolicited. I was just gonna uh, say commercial. If, that, if we were <laughs> if we were paying Super Bowl rates, we'd be in the we'd be in the poorhouse right now. So thank you for yeah. For that. Thank you and, so much for all those kind words, and I'm so glad you had fun. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's yeah. our whole goal. And, and that was exactly what we were hoping to create. Um, so thank you, and and thank you for sharing everything you've shared with us. 
over the last roughly, I don't know, 50 minutes or so. You want to get to your question now? Well, I want to hear what these bloopers are because they really, they really hyped them up. First of all, I did not hype them up. You just saw my face and you got excited. (laughs) Because because of the the energy, it was, it was bursting. So, okay, here you go. Like, I'm about to put some knowledge on y'all. <laughs> Do we need the Drew preface or are we safe? No, that's fine. No, it's all good. <laughs> so, okay. So, rewind back to a year ago. And um, we were into starting to break into sleeping with other people again, right? And we met this couple. And Drew was like, Oh, like hot mama up in here. She amazing. Yeah, let's go out with them. And so they invited us to go out to dinner with them and like four other couples, right? Mm. So we went out, we did escape rooms with them and all this stuff. And um, then at the end they said, hey, do you want to come back to um, a house party? And I wasn't really feeling it, but Drew was super into this girl, right? And so- we went back to this house party and we walk in and I kid you not, it was like a crack house. Like, and people like, and vanilla people everywhere doing like all kinds of drugs. So of course I'm immediately uncomfortable. I am like, okay, I don't do drugs. This is uncomfortable. I don't know what I got myself into here. Like I'm trying to like send Drew a signal, like, like exit, exit. exit. <laughs> Turned and, out and to be a really cool place. Really cool people. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so they were like, oh, hey, Chloe, do you guys want a tour? And I was like, I was still contemplating my, like my end game here. What's, how's my escape route looking? And so I was like, sure. Thinking like, oh, that'll kill some time, a tour of the house. So do the tour of the house and they take us to the basement first, which like, okay. Um, anyways, and, um, and so we go to the basement And I kid you not, there's a three room sex dungeon down there. So, um, and I'm not talking like, like the, oh, this is a sex dungeon kind of thing. I'm talking this guy rents out his house to dominatrixes to dominatrixes, dominatrix size, dominatrixes, dominatrixes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The women that are a a dominatrix (laughs) to to um, perform acts in these rooms. And so we go into this first room and there's like a gynecology table. There's a cross with chains on it. There's a wall full of sex tools. I won't say sex toys because they're not sex toys. They were sex tools. Mm. And like, and I'm, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? (laughs) And, and I'm immediately like, what did we get into? And then they start, these two people start enacting this BDSM scene and I'm sitting there like, so Drew's on the opposite side of the room and I'm sitting there. I know like people on the podcast can't see my face, but just imagine me being like deer in headlights. What the fuck? Like, and I'm sitting there like that, like watching this BDSM scene and Drew texts me. He's like, Hey, you look a little uncomfortable. Everything okay? <laughs> and I'm like, no. What, 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 do you not see what's going on here? He's like, I was like, BDSM, like this type of BDSM is not my thing. I don't know. And he's like, I was like, she just got lit on fire. And um, safely, of course. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but Drew was like, oh, 
I thought it was kind of artistic. And I was like, what? And so I'm sitting here like, okay, um, I'll just see how the rest of this thing goes. Because I wrongfully assumed if I'm freaking out, he's got to be freaking out because I'm the crazy one out of the two of us. And (laughs) But he wasn't. He was just chilling like, oh, I think it's kind of artistic. So then after the BDSM scene, they take us into this other room. And I was like, what are these? There's these big hooks hanging from the ceiling. They're like, oh, those are anal hooks. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm instantly terrified, like terrified. And then we go into this other, the third room of the sex dungeon. And there's like all these different like sex swings and beds and everything like that. And I thought, okay, this is the end of the tour. Like trying to like map out my escape plan kind of deal. And then all of a sudden I look around everybody's around me is stripping down. And I thought, oh, great. Drew and I can escape quietly. And I turn around only to see my husband leading the charge naked as a bulldog, like balls (laughs) deep in this chick. And and I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I guess we're doing this. (laughs) So I like, like, all right, well do it, doing it. So I participate and Drew is like, having sex with these different women and everything like that. And then that asshole, I was very playful with this one girl and we were doing all kinds of dirty things to each other. And he comes up from behind and starts having sex with her while I'm doing dirty things with her. I was like, bud, I was here first. Um, like mind your business, (laughs) but that didn't stop him. He still did that. And, um, finally, uh, that was all done. That huge orgy was done. And then we made our exit and went home. Yeah, but I feel like you missed like the <laughs> the the cherry on top. And, and the real blooper, I think, for me um, was, right, we kind of got started. Everything was going, da, da, da. And things... Oh, if, yeah. If, if <laughs> I forgot about if, that. <laughs> right? So if, you, if you're in this kind of situation, what happens is people kind of weed out right, is after they're done, they're kind of like, oh, well, they'll yeah, kind of sprinkles. excuse themselves, yeah. right, or whatever. So anyway, it's 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 myself and Chloe, um, two other gals, and I think there's... Two other, two or three other guys. And that are yeah. out watching. And, um, and, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Vanilla people. Va- vanilla people come in. They must be, they must have been pretty high. high. as fuck. Um, and... And with like silly string and, and there's four it or five all cans over us four or five cans sprayed of silly it. string just raining and on I, us naked people i was sitting there like <sighs> i didn't know what to do because i was already uncomfortable in the situation and i was like okay guys i don't i don't know what this is so and literally just imagine four four cans worth of silly string raining down as you're trying to be Intimate. In the, intimate with many people and vanilla people and we and we as well that, <gasps> that, that kind of killed it pretty quickly and so <laughs> after we finish with that we get we like leave the house we get in the car and drew's like drew looks at me and goes so did you have fun <laughs> was, i was like what are you gonna say what are you gonna say <laughs> i was like I don't know what the fuck just happened right now. <laughs> so that was our first experience sleeping with other people back, back, <laughs> back into the lifestyle. In the <laughs> and wow. Drew was, like I said, I was sitting there like reluctant, like this is not my scene. And Drew was just, by the time I had finished that thought of this is not my scene, 
I turn around to see my husband's dick going all sorts of ways. And I'm like, okay, we're in this. We're doing it. <laughs> so, Ooh, so quite the initiation. Yeah. That was like, so learning experiences from that. It sounds like you had quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that starts with uh, <laughs> communication. Right? Again, the, the, the renowned theme is probably don't just send a text like, Hey, are things okay? <laughs> no, you should probably, you know, check in and, and get some valid checkpoints or, or some, yeah. you know, cues, if you will, some very structured cues. Um, Another thing, last episode, we talked about this and I kind of want to highlight it again. A lot of couples have a ripcord and like, if they say no more lifestyle, they both agree, whatever. Um, and we had expressed how that doesn't work for us. Mm. But if we have a situation where there's a ripcord, um, then we go with it. Well, in this situation, I didn't feel comfortable pulling a ripcord. And so it became like a, why didn't I feel comfortable? And kind of exploring that type of thing and, and discussing that afterwards. Um, and, you know, we still don't have that ripcord rule for us. Like we are two separate people who have two separate you know, minds and hearts and blah, blah, blah. Like Trey songs, one love, we get you, but like, we're also two separate human beings. But we did talk more about the, we don't want to take one for the team. We want this to be something that we both really enjoy and get satisfaction out of. And if it is going to be one of those situations where the other one says, Hey, I'm not okay with this to one, to one speak up, but two to, to be okay speaking up because Drew did nothing wrong in that situation, not a thing wrong. I was uncomfortable and I didn't speak up. And, um, because of that, I had an unpleasant blooper experience, Mm -hmm. but honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it makes me giggle every time I see silly string. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that was a big learning experience for us is why did I feel uncomfortable saying, Hey, I don't want to be here. I don't like how this feels or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And why didn't I speak up? And everyone's probably on the podcast going like, Chloe, she didn't say anything. What? (laughs) But like, I looked over and I saw the man I love having so much fun and just like letting his freak flag fly that I didn't want to disrupt that. And that was a big learning experience for us that, that had never happened before then, you Mm -hmm. know? Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of it. I know. I think (laughs) that the blooper definitely lived up to the hype. (laughs) I was going to say the only thing. And I don't know why my brain went here, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I just had this image of because you're like when you learned about the anal hooks and you were like freaked out. I had this like thought. I'm like, no, no, those are coming back. And she's going to be like <laughs> swinging on them like Miley Cyrus in the wrecking ball video. Just, <laughs> just go. Like <laughs> just like like well, like these well, huge like arcs. three or four of them. So there could have been multiple swing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I. Honestly, though, I legitimately, the way I can best describe this is like Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre hooks and like, but with little balls at the end. And I'm five foot three and Drew is six foot five. So like, I understand height differences, people. But like, if a five foot three me is putting that up my ass, I'm hanging 30 inches off the ground. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's not. So maybe, maybe it's more like American Ninja Warrior. You have to like jump from one to the <laughs> And you got to land, you got to stick the landing. Otherwise, you're gonna... 
<laughs> Ooh, be in a lot of pain. Finn, if you are able to do that and and you show me video that Emma has taken of this, I will 100% be like, you know what? Let's do this. American Ninja Warriors. Check our OnlyFans page. It'll I was be like, this is going to be a, something new to explore together. Yeah. We'll have to look into it. I don't know. I don't know if it's in the cards this week, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm also uh, not sure if it's if it's in your housing agreement. If it's okay yeah. For yeah, we're gonna have to check the ceiling collateral. You would I just, need. I just have like an image of you flying uh, around, no, like Finn, not even no. Emma, Finn flying around on an anal hook like Superman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We hope. And Emma comes home. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, it's just that again. Yeah, you said you weren't coming home. <laughs> uh, That's it. Well, this this has been, as always, a delight to it's chat with you about. I mean, I think we we covered a lot of ground from super serious and deep and meaningful to some hilarity. And I think we just really appreciate you two always sharing with us vulnerably because yeah. your story is is not always an easy one to tell. And we love when when you come on and talk with us. So thank you. Is there anything else that either of you wanted to share? Yeah, actually. Oh, you, okay. look, you look at me like all crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew shook his head. Yeah, Drew's shaking his head no, and you're like, yep, I do. So <laughs> what more could you possibly add to this downward spiral? It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No, so I just um actually the reason the reason it hit my head is because um y'all had said or when we were on your meet and greet, there was a couple who said um, you, one of the questions was about uh, advice to other couples or something, something along those lines. And Drew had amazing advice, and um, it was damn yeah, he was in here. Mm. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to share that with y'all because um, to me, I just thought it was real beautiful. And his advice was when you're entering into the lifestyle. And going through the lifestyle and whatnot, whether or not you decide it's for you, just love your partner wholeheartedly and understand that whatever mistakes you make, that there is going to be times when it tests your commitment. And the one resolve you have to have is that we're in this together. We're always going to be in it together. Mm -hmm. And it's you and me, whatever it is, is we can handle it. And the mistakes, the hurt, the heartbreak, all of the ups and downs, bumps and bruises of lifestyle that all of us know so well. Um, you know, monogamy is hard. Non-monogamy is hard. Choose your heart. And just be willing to grant grace, love, and compassion to that person that you have decided to be with. Yeah. Be, in, in no uncertain terms, I think Chloe put that a lot more delicately um, than I had initially put it. Um, my, my, I think arguably word for word was be strong enough and committed enough to each other to survive when you mess up. Cause right? it will happen. And it's going to, and it's going to cause conflict. And yet um, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful test of commitment. And, and because you're strong enough, you can, you're capable of surviving and it's going to make you all the better thereafter. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. I yeah, think that's and a, I don't know a, if there's any any better cherry on top than that. Exactly. That's a perfect way to end. He said silly string. Exactly. Well, yeah, silly, silly string. string and anal hooks, but that's a given. We don't have to. Next start. time we go out to brunch, that's what I'm going to just pop up under the table. <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, that we is look, awfully random. We look forward to it. 
And, and again, thank you. We've said it a, a hundred times. Thank you for coming on and sharing the first time and for being willing to come back on and share with us again uh, the, the growth that you two have both gone through. We, we know it's going to hit home with a lot of people and we're excited for it. Thanks for taking the time. I know we've kind of rambled on for quite a while now. So, hey, and, um, and Drew's, Drew's about ready to go back into his cage. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's what we like to hear. A lot of extroverted time. And now yeah. it's time <laughs> to be introverted. He doesn't get that much sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again well, and have yeah. a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you, you too, so much. guys. And, and we're, we're back. back. Oh, nailed, it. nailed it. Every couple of weeks, I decide to pound Ooh. it, pound it, <laughs> doing it together. Thank you so much, Chloe and Drew, for being vulnerable and wanting to come on and share your story again. And thanks so much for the update. I'm super excited to get it out there. Actually, we are, not I'm. Yeah, I'm not that excited. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, we wanted to talk about a few of the community things we have going on. As you noticed in the episode, Chloe and you talked a lot about our meet and greets, our virtual meet and greets, that is. And our next one is coming up on December 12th. We would love to have you join us. It's $10 and you can sign up by going to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and clicking on the meet and greet tab. Yeah, there's not much more to say about that. Thanks, Chloe and Drew, for for plugging that unsolicitedly. Yes. I don't know if that's a word either. And the other thing we want to just quickly talk about is our Patreon community. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is a Patreon supporter. We love this community and can't thank you enough for being part of it. We do have some upcoming events. So we have a women's group call on December 9th and a men's group call on December 15th. As we said in the beginning, I know these are binary terms, but we're, we're, working, we're on working on it. And then we have a Q&A on December 16th, which is a more informal event. Um, and those are open. Like It's just a discussion. It's a discussion group. Yeah. And those are open to our Patreon members. So... Uh, yeah, really, the Patreon community has turned into one of the highlights for us of the show and of our month is really sitting in on these calls and talking to people. People on there have become really close friends of ours and yes. close friends of each other. And there's also a MeWe chat group uh, that you get to be a part of at the $5 and up level. And that has really taken off in the last couple of weeks and is incredible. It's just filled with amazing supportive discussions. It's incredible. So thank you to everybody who's a part of it. And, and if you want to sign up, yeah. again, our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button. Or actually, you can click on the Patreon button in your little podcast player too. Yes. Anyway, thank you. Yes. Next week, we've got an interview with Jade. Yes. She has an amazing story and is we have so much fun talking to her. Yeah, she's a comedian, so we get a couple of chuckles. Yes. <laughs> and we won't ruin it, but it's fun, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. That's true. <laughs> and if you're not, well. Have a ha wonderful week. Have a, have a great <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Bye, everyone.